How to Create a Glitch Monologues Season 9 Chapter 8 This is the 8th episode of Season 9 of How to Create a Glitch in the Matrix Monologues. In this episode we will be discussing emotional coupling, linking it to how our attention is drawn to others, and how that, attraction, manifests the creation of a consensual or non-consensual reality. As explained in a previous podcast, when the tonic and dominant interact, whether we are talking about a man and a woman, respectively, or a woman and a man, respectively, or two men, or two women, the result is the linking of the tonic's attention to the intentions of the dominant. This manifests is, attraction, the mutual, uninterrupted, creation of a gateway. This gateway compels the will, draws these two together for a physical expression of that intimacy. Now, the expression of that attraction can be, consensual, or it can be, non-consensual. The nature of the expression determines the nature of the reality which follows. Which is to say, that ordinary coupling between two actors results in a consensual pairing, which preserves the attributes of dominance in the actor, deeper more masculine voice, features. But that's not the end of the discussion. Ordinarily social hierarchy is physiologically anchored, not socially constructed. Thus, Plastic attributes that represent signifying social cues of dominance are typically held by specific individuals and preserved in the consensual reality. But, when individuals possess the capacity to relinquish and resurrect these qualities, it means they can exist in a state of dominance in one moment and not the next. This means that these attributes of dominance are fluid and mobile, shifting from one individual to another. In such a case, Reality is as likely to be consensual as it is to be non-consensual. The second concept I'd like to express involves the transition from pantheism to polytheism to monotheism and how it relates to the development of history, meaning and our web of associations. First of all, in the earliest form, religion is pantheistic, which is to say all is one. In this, monad reality, the distinction between objects is moot because they have no true essence apart from the all. There is no web of associations. The next option in the developmental chain is polytheism, which views the material as being associated with or partners with the being responsible for manifesting reality. This suggests dualism. The acceptance of polar ideal forms comprise the creation mechanism. And also a web of associations which is bifurcated. Finally, comes monotheism, the notion that there is only one immanent being which creates all things. This suggests a unitary reality, comprised of a complex web of individualized associations. Now, these options, pantheism, polytheism, monotheism, don't just reflect ideological dogmas, they represent our earliest attempts to engineer our reality according to our manifestations and the architecture which we constructed. This means that the gradual development of pantheism to monotheism is reflective of the creation of a hidden architecture, built out of the stuff of meaning. Just as these dogmas develop their own systematizations, we see that the gradualistic development of those systemizations approach a certain accessibility. That accessibility manifested in the Abrahamic religions precisely because the lexicons of the early Jewish and Muslim peoples were sufficiently varied to construct an idealization of forms out of the material to the greatest extent. These webs of association are the filters which shape reality according to specific views of human behavior, 
shaped by the esoteric narratives of these common myths and histories. They give us the vocabulary to understand reality and ourselves. Now, it may sound like I am suggesting the material preceded the ideal, but that is not my intention. Reality began in a petri dish of idealism, matured in a hybrid of polytheism and monotheism. That's the end of the podcast for today. If you enjoyed it, please like, comment, and subscribe.